0: All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro.
1: Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert. Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney.
0: If you were to start a business, what kind of business do you think it would be? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, it would,
1: if I wanted it to be a successful business, it would be something around dogs or babies. <laughs>
0: Why? Because there is always going to be dogs and babies. People are
1: just loving dogs and babies on
0: Instagram, like,
1: and just in real life, people can talk about their dogs or their babies.
0: They're like truly happy. So, something that allows people to talk about their dogs and babies openly.
1: Well, that yeah, sure. I mean, like maybe like a personalized leash for a dog. I would sell personalized leashes is. Or for a baby. I hate to break it to you, buddy, but I think they already personalized. have Personalized. <laughs> I know. It would have to be something kind of niche. It would have to be like, this is an authentic East Coast, Nova Scotian, uh, like, leather slash, like, a tartan, a leather tartan uh, leash. Yeah. I don't a know. A leather tartan
0: leash. <laughs> would you ever do what. Uh, Barbara Streisand did and have your dog cloned?
1: <laughs> yes. I'll run a cloning shop. I'll just have a little machine.
0: Did you hear about that last month? Yeah, I did. She had her so dog weird. cloned like a bunch of times, which by the way, is not as expensive as you might think. Like it's not affordable. No. But you don't have to be Barbara Streisand rich to get her done. Like it's, it's 50 grand for <laughs> a dog get to get her done and <laughs> come here to get skinny. Uh, it's uh it's 50 grand for a dog Yeah, and it's an easy 25 grand for a cat. Which is to say, they take 25 grand and they buy you a new cat. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Or they're like, it's going to be like an eight month long
1: process and they just get your cat pregnant or they make your cat mate with someone else. Yeah, maybe
0: that's it. That's cloning. $25,000 cat breeding. But there has to be people who are so emotionally damaged by the dead animal thing that they would just buy into it.
1: What? But that's not uh, a natural way of feeling. Like, You can't, if someone dies, you can't be like, I'm just going to make them again.
0: Yeah, but this is where we are headed in our society. Like, oh, I have a solution for that too. I know. It actually
1: is literally a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Is
0: there a cloning thing in Black Mirror? Yeah.
1: A a girl's boyfriend dies in the beginning of the episode and she, you can like, based on AI, they can take all of the messages and all of the online content created by this person and basically put that into like a... A messenger at first. Mm-hmm. So it starts out being like the messenger. So she's like messaging back and forth with the dead boyfriend, basically. Yep. And then you can level up and actually get like the boyfriend shipped to you yeah. with that
0: consciousness. Look, that's not that far out of the realm of possibility that's in the real world. You and I have like 150 hours of our friendship on record on the internet. True. Like this podcast could be taken... To recreate our consciousness. Do you think... I don't think that would actually be the real me, though. I don't know. You seem pretty authentic on this show.
1: Good. Okay, that's good. But sometimes I wonder. Sometimes I listen back and I'm like, huh, why did I say that? That's just because you hate yourself. Mm, that's true. <laughs> There's a, <laughs> So they, the new me would have to be extremely self-loathing. Right. I mean... Oh, Five Guys Burgers and Fries is
0: confirmed. We're getting a Five Guys in Dartmouth? Holy shit, yeah. That. That's I'm exciting. So I've never had it. So okay, I don't, so I don't know. okay, so yeah. well, you, you're judging. <laughs> you beat red. Like you're <laughs> so excited. never been anywhere I could have it. You're so excited. I'm so excited. Okay, so uh, I had never had it until a couple of years ago in Florida either. Okay, and Becky didn't have it until last year when we were in Florida. Oh, and wow. I, th- I think I said to Becky like, "Fair warning, like I'm a burger guy." This is the best hamburger I've ever had in my life, which is like high praise and you're running Definitely. the risk by saying that because you're setting them up for a disappointment. Yeah. And Becky sure enough confirmed yeah, this is a phenomenal burger. It's
2: the best burger I've ever eaten in my life. Really. Yeah yeah,
0: if yeah. You want bun. it's a loose pack meat. You can order fries, but whether or not you order fries, they'll put your burgers in the bottom of the bag and fill the rest of the bag with fries. Oh wow. So anyway, that's like one of America's great burgers. Is the bun good? Yeah, oh, yeah. it's man, it's perfect. it's perfect so uh we're gonna get one in dartmouth crossing that's fabulous news thank you for sharing five guys all five guys are moving to dartmouth nova scotia
1: man i uh it's one of those things i'm not that excited about because i haven't had it and maybe i will be really excited once i do have it but the other part of me thinks this is going to be lined up out like we got an ikea and we're still not over it it's still like there's
0: yeah but no i don't don't agree like the hype wore off for ikea pretty quickly you can get into ikea any day of that's fine okay it's always gonna be busy there i wouldn't go there for lunch just because the lineup is is a bear (laughs) yeah okay but i don't uh,
1: think that happens anywhere else really where it's like i can't go to ikea for lunch not around here
0: (laughs) (laughs) no yeah they do really ikea is a big deal everyone everyone is proud of their ikea okay i think what were we talking about before
1: I think, uh, putting human consciousness in a, <laughs> in oh yeah. A that little nugget. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they would, yeah, they would use so our would podcast do to do it. Oh yeah. Um, no, I don't think you're, you're that different from, from how you actually are in real life. Right. And, and even if you were slightly different, you're slightly elevated on this podcast. If they could get close, <laughs> that would be, imp- <laughs> that would be impressive. pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I think so. What if they just took key phrases what I've said. of Like. This show fucking sucks. You know what? I've always wanted to make a big smash cut of every time you start the 30-second recap with, okay, so.
1: <laughs> and also the next three words that are, the show centers
0: on. Yeah. Do you say the show centers on I uh, usually like centers around. Okay. Centers so the show centers around Bo- Boris. Roseanne. A Rose- oh, we'll get to it later. Save it. <laughs> okay. Save it. Still need to cool off. Uh, Are you up on this Donald Glover situation, the Deadpool animated show? I know it got canceled. That's all I know. Okay, so it got canceled. He left the show a couple of days before it got canceled. Okay. Oh my God, crazy thing happened today. What? So I think rumors started to go around that he just left it because he was too busy. I mean, you could always use the excuse Donald Glover is busy, and that's why he's not going to do something. But this morning, he tweeted, just for the record, I didn't leave Deadpool because I'm too busy. And then he proceeded to tweet out a thread of fourteen screenshots of uh, of like a scriptwriter uh, software where he had written out he had written out a fake episode of the animated Deadpool show, explaining why he left the show, which is brilliant because Deadpool is already so meta, and so right. he wrote this self referential finale for a show that never existed, wherein they're talking about how. Studios wouldn't let him be free. He didn't have the freedom he wanted. They didn't appreciate all his black references. Okay. And it's a wild read. Wow. I gotta read this.
1: I gotta read this and I still need to watch that episode of Family Guy where Stewie is... uh, looking on himself
0: yeah that was an event also yeah it's like a quick read for for the but it's like i mean i'm not that heartbroken about there not being a deadpool animated show like i like no one really knew what it was gonna be like no i mean i'm inclined to be excited about anything donald glover does but i probably wouldn't have watched more than the pilot just because it's like another thing right i also don't care about deadpool as much as some people
1: sure i'm Uh, really liking
0: atlanta oh good yeah second season
1: like i think it's one of my favorite shows
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, it is a great show. I
1: did say that the first season was my favorite show.
0: Is Atlanta as weird as the first season? Or is it weirder by any chance?
1: It's got weird parts for sure. It's, again, I find it's like, you know, Pete Davidson's comedy or Louie where it's it's about to get to like a really serious or depressing point And then something just really
0: funny happens. Right. But like, I think. And it, it saves the whole thing. I think about in the first season when ultimately it's like a dark comedy. With with funny humor, like, obviously the dialogue is funny, but every now and then, like, an invisible car will drive into the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I don't find, like, for instance, not to
1: bring in a show that we're going to talk about tonight, but I feel more depressed after watching an episode of Roseanne than I feel after watching the entire season of Atlanta.
0: I didn't necessarily assume you would feel depressed watching Atlanta, but... yeah. Uh, it is not just straight laughs. No,
1: no. There's, there's definitely some like darker plot development, I but think it's that's
0: just in Donald Glover.
1: I think so too. But I, but it, I never come out of it feeling like, you know, so lethargic, you know what I mean?
0: Okay. I, I, can you think of a show where you do come out feeling lethargic besides Roseanne, which you just did, <laughs> disliked it. So I right. so brought you down, but also it gives me like a weird feeling after oh, watching me too. it. too. Yeah. Oh, me too.
1: Um. So that show, like, what's
0: the show that you enjoy, but you can't? You have to pace yourself because it's kind of a, it's kind of a beast.
1: Sure. Okay. So, for instance, um, this season of uh, of the assassination of Gianni Versace. Oh, you're still watching that? Yeah, yeah. Because we, we haven't talked about it a lot. We've watched the whole season so far. We're behind. I think two episodes. I and think it, they're I done. Think it's done now. Yeah. Um. So we have like two more episodes left, but after watching one of those, you're kind of like, "Oh, that was a slog." Like I don't think I could yeah. do another like, you know, psycho killer because running he's around so unsettling. Yeah, yeah. But then you start to it kind of flips the script a little bit, where you know at the beginning of the season you you think that you know maybe we'll get to know this character a little bit better, but it gets to a point so early on that he's so crazy that you think you're never going to be able to kind of appreciate anything about his backstory like, right but then you start to learn like why is this way and his mom and his kind of like family.
0: well i think that's probably true but i also think one of the one of the mysteries of andrew Conanan is that he became like a serial killer mm-hmm. without having the weird warning signs
1: yeah but
0: like, he wasn't like murdering squirrels and neighborhood cats and stuff
1: no no he he his mom was pretty crazy and he was kind of like a a a consummate liar yeah like but that's
0: present in the pilot yeah i read up on some of the murders and some of them are pretty gory is that really yes established yes. In the show yeah it is god damn it is for sure Ugh. yeah they basically show everyone yeah yeah why i don't know i think i have an ethical problem with that show yeah yeah just with the amount of it just made real him life a, murders they that made they him show. into a sexy rock star and yeah, like, they did. and like the Versace family hates it. I can only imagine how much the other non-famous families hate it. Totally, I understand that, and I understand. Yeah,
1: like you know, we talked about that in the first episode. Like, why does Donatella Versace hate this? Well, I don't know. It shows her brother getting shot, in the, like a fictionalized version of her brother getting shot in the head. Yeah, the and episode. her
0: brother's killer is like this sexy leading man, mm-hmm. and you feel bad. Yeah, for that him. you kind of sympathize with. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, true. I think that's wrong. I think there's a problem with that. That is that's a good point. In fact, it this wrong, might be sure. a, this might be a little bit grown of my generally queasy stomach, mm-hmm. but I kind of think that this modern fascination we have with like true crime and serial killers and whether it's in making a murderer or serial or 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 in uh, like a broader context like shows just about serial killers like uh Mindhunter I, I think we're bringing too much glamour to this, like, really horrendous thing. I think everybody's fascination with this this underbelly of society is a little bizarre.
1: Yeah, there might be more content now. But I think that was kind of always the thing, you know, with, with Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter and Silence of the Lambs. Like, that was, like, the biggest movie of that year. Yeah. And he was, like, a very charming
0: murderer. But he wasn't a real person. He wasn't a real person, you're right. But, I mean... It's just like that there's water cooler talk where it's like, oh, did you see the new season of? And meanwhile, there's somebody out there like so sad that their brother got killed. (laughs) Yeah, that's
1: fair. That is fair. Like somewhere in the world. Yeah, it's not like... Rather than someone important in my life died and the world just moves on and that's like a crazy thing to think about. Someone important in my life died and they're making a fucking show about it. Imagine if some and like, people are
0: talking about it. And like, some
1: people don't believe that this person killed my brother. I think
0: about somebody you like really care about in your friends circle or your, your family or whatever. Like imagine they got like murdered brutally <laughs> and then everybody was so jacked about the TV show about it.
1: Oh, they are making a show about it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Isn't that going to be good, Slaney? <laughs> We'll do it on the show. Show, yeah. <laughs> Your oh, turn well, I to guess, re- recap. I guess I'll have to cover it. <laughs> Your turn to recap.
1: <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to pick this extremely personal one.
0: Uh, okay, so <laughs> okay,
1: so the show centers around my brother who <laughs> uh, who was always
0: really smart and had lots of aspirations. We all thought he was going to go really far in aeronautics engineering. See how fucked this is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. All right, something a little bit lighter. John Krasinski has said he is open to a certain kind of office reboot. Okay, a certain kind. Maybe like a three-episode thing. Not even one episode. One episode. He said, "Let's do one Christmas special." Sure, which I like a that. Great idea. That's fun. And, and really, that's what people want. Like, if we're gonna revamp this, it's not what right. it's not what the producers want, though. They want something that they can like plug the shit out of. They can turn it into a whole marketing thing. Right. They want to make a whole season of something which stars like Oscar and Creed, mm-hmm. uh, and and none of them that have gone on to be movie stars. Maybe you could get Dwight, but I don't know. Yeah. It's,
1: it. it's never, people are always sour after the fact when stuff like this happens. Look at The Hangover 2
0: and 3. Yeah,
1: right. It could have been legendary.
0: Ed Helms could have been part of both. True. Anyway, I don't know. I, I, there might be an Oscar, an Oscar, an, an Office uh, reboot in the future. John Krasinski, if you can get John Krasinski, that's great, but he's only up for doing one episode.
1: Mm-hmm. Jenna Fisher is going to be in this new show. I don't yeah. don't know much about it, but she said, if you like the Pam and Jim dynamic, you're going to love this one or something to that effect.
0: I heard her say that. I also heard her say that like every day of her life, she gets chastised for not being married to John Krasinski. John Krasinski. <laughs> like it's like a huge part of her life. It's a huge like plight on her life that it's not real. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's kind of rough.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think of an
1: equivalent in our lives, but there's nothing I could even think of it. <laughs> in our lives. Yeah.
0: No, well, you know what? It does exist in, in radio. It exists in morning radio, and I used to do the morning show with Chelsea. People
1: thought that you and Chelsea should have, like, dated?
0: No, not that so much, but, like... I mean, this never happened because I was unrecognizable because we had no listeners. But like, it occasionally would happen if I'm on remote or something, somebody would show up and be like, Where's Chelsea? Or take, yeah, it, or take it a right. step further when I'm doing promotions like six or seven years ago. Yeah. And uh, I'm like on the waterfront handing out uh, loot bags or t shirts or whatever. Where's, where's, uh, blah, 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 blah. Well, they're at home because they have full time right. jobs and I'm a student handing out t shirts. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, people just have a, a very difficult time you're right that
1: is usually the first question is like, oh my God, where's this don't announcer? you get
0: where's baby but Bobby yeah. Mac yeah, yeah. Baby where's baby Mac? baby Mac?
1: That should be a, a character that we do. It should you but must get baby where's, baby where's Mac? Bobby Mac Oh all the time. yeah, it's yeah, you're right. it is the first question and, and that's
0: so ridiculous and you're like, ah, uh, yeah, he's at home, right? I can text him. <laughs> Don't. Like, yeah, but I'm not going. To. But an, even in a joking context, it happens to Jenna fisher Oh, where's where's Jim? or hey, right. Pam, where's Jim? And like, you have to appreciate that that show made you a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like,
1: get a new line. That's when you realize that yeah, being actually that that reminded me. Keenan Thompson, a week after us talking about no, a day after us talking about how he was wearing an East Coast lifestyle shirt, ends up in Dartmouth, like down the
0: street from my house, just hanging out in Dartmouth. Yeah.
1: At the Pleasant Street Diner,
0: what a place to be too! And like Risconti kind of Amano, it, redid it over like the last couple of years. You still have to know about it to go to it. Yeah,
1: like definitely. Rest, like Risconti De Amano,
0: it. you can go on any Yelp page and you'll end up at Amano. So
1: it makes me think that I could just walk down the street one day and bump into Keenan Thompson. How bizarre
0: would that be? It would be. I like. What would you even do? I think about that that corner store worker in Chediak who just had Ben Affleck one, walk in one night right. and like buy cigarettes or whatever it was. Mm. Like that is so bizarre and confusing. Yeah. Do you, Do you think about apples? Yeah, I think about apples. <laughs> yeah, he should have bought apples. Would have Honestly, been... I bet Ben A- Ben Affleck can never buy apples. <laughs> he probably can. <laughs> but it would oh be incredible if he did, and no matter. Who in the
1: world you are?
0: I judge you if you don't ask him how he likes. Honestly, like if you're the cashier at the grocery store and you see Ben Affleck in line, he pulls up to the register and he's got a bushel of apples. You're gonna have to make eye contact with him. And you're gonna go, Ben, I gotta.
1: Yeah, you <laughs> you almost wonder if you're on a hidden camera TV show at that point. <laughs>
0: and like I'm gonna say
1: the line, and they're gonna give you ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I know you hate me for this, but you understand. In my position, I have no choice. I'm just picturing do you me. like apples. <laughs> the cashier. I mean, it's Matt Damon too. You should be like. It's really Matt Damon. The cashier just hanging his head and going, "How do you like them apples?" <laughs> <laughs> just really
1: like hating himself.
0: Uh, and it could go one of two ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably he'd probably be happy for that kind of I cheerful think comment. Go, ah, okay. Uh, as long as it's not about my back tattoo. <laughs> yeah, my dragon horrendous tattoo. tramp stamp. <laughs>
1: Uh, the Ben
0: with the lower back tattoo. Just about a year ago, we saw John Molaney on like one of the very first dates of his Kid Kid Gorgeous tour. Yep. That show was going to be on Netflix May 1st. Yep. It really was May last year.
1: He he toured it for a full year yep. and then released it on Netflix.
0: Uh taped at Radio City Music Hall. Yeah. I'm I'm really curious to see how, how different that? it is from, from what we saw. I have to imagine it evolved a little bit. Yep. Sure. A little more polished. Yeah. Do you think he's the
1: He's going to kind of take louis spot
0: no i i think i think Lou, I, I just think that they're different they're, of course they're different but but
1: louis is different from from dave chappelle who is different from chris rock who is different from i'm just kind of trying to think of like the people who we see at like the
0: top of their game the and associate them with being the arena top arena comic yeah yeah i mean like i I think that he is easily front runner indie comic. Like I would say, Dane Cook was one of those. Yeah, at he, one was, point. he was. He yeah. was. I, th- I think Kevin Hart is still kind of rocking that yeah, right. that position right now. Yeah. I don't think um, I've
1: ever seen any of Kevin
0: Hart's stand up. It's not that good. It's okay. Uh, sure, it's okay. It's broadly appealing. I'm, I'm trying to think of like who is like the mainstream. But I'm not sure Louis C.K. was ever like the mainstream rock star comic don't think either. So? I mean, the interesting thing about him is he was like the auteur, right. so he also had. This is a successful Showtime show, mm-hmm. or was it FX or whatever? Uh, I think he
1: got to a point, though, where he could sell out like a stadium if you want. Oh,
0: and he was selling out a stadium. Like yeah. his last special, uh, 2017, yeah. was a stadium show.
1: But it wasn't like Madison Square
0: or something, was it? He could have sold well, out maybe Madison Square. If Aziz Ansari did three nights in a row at MSG, right. Louis could have sold out one. Right. For sure. But I mean, I don't know if you want to have that big of an arena. No. Anyway, he also he also was putting out a special a year through his prime, where Mulaney has never done that. Like people, right. like if, if Mulaney Instagram something, like you go through the comments, it's still just a bunch of quotes from New Kid in Town, or right. New in Town, yeah, which is like eight years ago. That's a good point. He's not
1: consistently redoing it, but he's also doing a lot of different weird shit that that Louis didn't do with the yep.
0: whole uh, Nick Kroll thing. Oh, and- hello. Oh Hello I mean he wrote and starred on a Broadway show Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly Uh, And he's in Big Mouth, which I don't think was a ton of work for him But like hosting things And doing stand-up Oh, he's a working man for sure He's feeling good I think anybody who says, oh John Mulaney's my favorite comedian Yep And thinks they're being uh, original in that statement Is not anymore I think he's like almost everyone's favorite comedian Whether or not he's an A-list celebrity yet I don't Mm -hmm. know
1: yeah, you he's a guy you could bring up to, I would say, like 70% of people. Well, just, it, just trying to think about our office and walk around.
0: And yes. A good example gentleman. would be he had a cameo on Saturday Night Live and the crowd cheered. Right. Right? Yeah. Everyone knew who he was. Right.
1: I would say maybe an SNL crowd would be a little more switched
0: on to who he was, maybe. especially maybe in a Bill Hader crowd. Yeah, but they're not a Bill Hader crowd. They won the lottery so. to come to SNL. They the they're lottery. tourists. Yeah. Right? They're, they're just pop culture dumb, fans. Dumb,
1: dirty tourists.
0: Yeah, they're just ugly camera-wearing, <laughs> fanny pack toting tourists. Hawaiian shirts and visors and idiots. Ugly point-and-say-look-honey people. <laughs> Those gotta be <laughs> Anyway, so I'm excited for May 1st. But... <laughs> you were making intense eye contact with me at that. And I had no idea how to respond. I didn't mean to. Oh, no, I'm fine. sorry. To... I'm kind of dragging this out because there's not a whole lot of uh, pop cultural news. Do you know who Dan Schneider is? Nickelodeon's Dan Schneider.
1: Yeah, what did he produce? Like the Cody. He created
0: voice. He created uh the Amanda show and all that and iCarly and like every big Nickelodeon live action show of the last fifteen years right. was him. Which might not sound like a big deal, but he was a major cash cow for Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. He looked like a cow. He looks like he's been sewn into a into a fat suit. He's like very odd looking. Oh wow. He kind of looks like you know that movie Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds and Anna Faris? Yes. He kind of looks like Ryan Reynolds in the fat suit in uh, that
1: movie. I would say poor guy, but he's probably accused of horrendous
0: things. Horrendous things involving children, oh my uh, God. actors and stuff, which has been like It wasn't just like
1: he's got a temper. It was like No, no, he's he's oh, it's been I mean, it's, it's
0: been gross. speculated for a very long time. It's not a surprise at all. Man, but because he's wasn't been such speculated a speculated for Drake and so long. Josh is another show that he was kind poor of behind Drake the wheel and Josh. of Josh. Um, he uh, he was a big money maker for Nickelodeon. He was the kind of their their head of content, I think. Wow. Uh, and they got rid of him because he's gross. But it's been a little while. Like the the steady stream of someone new every couple of days uh, losing their fire mm-hmm. has kind of cooled off. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, it never came to Sean Penn, who has been peddling a book this week. Right.
1: Yeah, that is a little interesting. He seems like a guy who would just get super aggressive for no reason. Well, and... he
0: there is an urban myth that he. Tied Madonna to a chair and beat her up. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's true, but I think he's like such an asshole. Right. I read this like phenomenally scathing review of his new book today. Oh yeah. Yeah. What? Why was it so scathing? Just because it it's terrible,
1: or was it like pointed at? Something or was it opinionated? Well, in the wrong it, it way? uses a
0: lot of no. Interestingly, it's not it's not wrongly opinionated in that it like really seems to push forward a largely liberal philosophy. Okay, uh, so he'll say that like uh, women who uh, come forth about their uh, their sexual uh, abuse are heroes, or he'll say like America should have elected Hillary Clinton, which is not something you'd expect of somebody who seems so conspiracy theory ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just like so misguided in in like so many of his uh supporting arguments to those philosophies like he writes a, a poem about me too in the book oh and it's very <laughs> oh. anti me too <laughs> That's it's my, like very, robin williams reaction to oh. it oh, oh. <laughs> it's very like pro charlie rose and like he, i read some of the excer- excerpts and it's it's like it's trying so hard to use five dollar words and alliteration and really really literation? yes and really ugly metaphors and it's just trying so hard to say look how literate i am and it comes out at like 160 pages so it's not like this oh God. this like opus day or anything 160 pages i was writing that
1: in p3 right exactly um
0: so, did, uh, do you think you'll read it? <laughs> no, <laughs> I feel like I read it already. Yeah. Listening to him on on Marin the other day, and then oh, on, God. on Colbert, he like openly smoked on Colbert, which was obnoxious. Why? Because he's an asshole.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. No respect for the rules. He was. I mean, he was a child actor, basically.
0: Yeah. Was, was he? Not really. He was, he was Spicoli. Spicoli. Yeah. Probably
1: at age like eighteen or nineteen, and then he was
0: good in that. Was he ever? Yeah. I mean, he's been good a number of times. To be fair. Great actor, yeah, yeah. I think he has two Academy Awards. Yeah, I mean,
1: he probably got one for like Mystic River. Is it Mystic River? I think so.
0: And Milk, obviously. And Milk. You know what yeah. I liked? I mean, he's he's briefly in this. Uh, the 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 Walter Mitty movie, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Is he in that? Yeah. Oh he, yeah, he's
1: kind of like the intense like adventurer,
0: the f- photojournalist guy. Right. Yeah. 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 That's a good movie. Yeah, it's, it's not good, bad. It's a good landscape movie. Mm-hmm. I uh, haven't seen a Ben Stiller movie in a while that I like. I don't know if there's been a Ben Stiller movie in a little while. I mean, he was in uh, the the Meyerowitz, the, the Noah Baumbach movie on Netflix last year with Sandler. He was in that. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
1: Sandler was in it?
0: Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah. Was it good? Yeah, it was Noah Baumbach. It was like kind of a drag. It was about how families are full of artists and dysfunction. Huh. I didn't know Adam Sandler was in a series. He's movie good for in a while. it. I will say. Sweet. Yeah.
1: It's probably been since Funny People that he's been in something like that.
0: A little while back, uh, Robert Downey Jr. said on Howard Stern that he would really like to revamp the Dr. Doolittle franchise. Mm-hmm. And it's like been a thing. He said this about two different uh, stories. Wait,
1: you know? who said this?
0: Robert, Downey, Robert Jr. Downey Jr. He said it about Dr. Doolittle. He also said it about Pinocchio. And I think <sighs> for now, Pinocchio is dead. What? But he's been like silently putting together a Doctor Doolittle movie called The Voyage of Doctor Doolittle, and he announced the cast yesterday. Have you heard about this? No. So it 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 fully exists. It's happening. Like, look, there's like press for it and everything. This he
1: Instagrammed this yesterday. Oh, if I guess one of the people on it, give me give me five guesses to guess one of the people on it.
0: Okay, there are uh, twelve other people besides Robert Downey Jr. in the initial cast listing. Okay. Has they all play animals. I assume CGI animals, except uh, Robert Downey plays Doctor Doolittle.
1: Okay, so you're kind of looking for like animated voices. Yep. Um, know, I'm trying to not go with anyone who is in. Is there any crossover from the Lion King movie?
0: Uh, I don't think so. I don't see anybody who I think is in the Lion King movie. No. Okay. Uh, Doctor Bill Cosby? No. You really want to use up one of your <laughs> just joking, one of your just just guesses? Talking. No. Uh, okay. Uh, Nick Offerman. No Nick Offerman, but okay, think about it like this. That's a a good starting point. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I tell you one of the characters is like a little mouse, like a cute little mouse, he's not played by Nick Offerman, but that would be funny, obviously, because deep voice, gruff personality. Mm -hmm. Who else might play that mouse along the same comedic principle? Kind of a tough, Deep voice. It'd be hilarious to hear that voice come out of a little mouse. Like Morgan Freeman or something? no. I don't know. Talking about Craig Robinson is going to play a little mouse. Oh, I'd never guess Craig Robinson. Yeah. Uh, we got Emma Thompson. She's going to play a parrot. You'll like this one. Rami Malek is going to play a gorilla. Oh, wow. Uh, Tom Holland, a.k.a. Spider-Man. He's a dog. <laughs> he's a doggy. He's, he's a good boy. Octavia Spencer is playing a duck. Uh, Marianne Cotillard is playing a fox. John Cena is playing a polar bear. John Cena would have been a good guess. I
1: feel like that might have made my top five.
0: Yep. Selena Gomez is playing a giraffe named Betty. And Rafe Fiennes is playing a tiger. That's a solid cast. Rafe Fiennes. Rafe Fiennes. Rafe. (laughs) <laughs> Rafe Fiennes. Rafe Fiennes, who I
1: once thought was the lead in Schindler's List, and then realized no, that was Liam Neeson. I tricked myself out of that a number of years. But ago. is
0: Rafe Fiennes not also in Schindler's List? Yes. Yeah, he is a Nazi. In it. And the English patient also. Yes. And Star and Wars, Michael Michael Phantom Dutch. Menace. It, that's Liam Neeson. Ah, uh, it is. <laughs> okay. I thought I would get you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay, buddy.
1: So, uh would be all right well that seems i don't know if i'm that excited for that
0: Oh, that's too bad you should I'm have a better
1: attitude kind of
0: <laughs> i'm just tired of remakes no and that's so fair yeah that's totally fair
1: i want to just see them him be like i wrote this movie called blank and it's about this and it's like it's about like an er <laughs> it's I'm called re- er oh God. <laughs>
0: the movie uh and it stars george clooney um, yeah, but I don't think there's anything like that specific about Dr. Doolittle that, like you think like the Eddie Murphy, Dr. Doolittle was a revamp of the Rex it, Harrison it, movie from the fifties or whatever. And it's pretty clear that,
1: you know, the personalities are so far from each other like, that he's just, not, he's not going to play it the same way. Cause no. like Robert Downey Jr. I'm assuming is going to be Dr. Doolittle. Yes. I don't think they're gonna play that the same way at
0: all. No, it's just gonna be him. It's just gonna be him talking to the animals, and that's gonna be the skeleton for a whole new story. Which, by the way, is called "The Voyage of Doctor Doolittle," which has nothing to do with anything we've seen. The voyage. Right. It, it makes it sound like he's traveling transatlantic with a an ark full of animals. Maybe he is. I loved the Rex Harris and Doctor Doolittle when I was a kid. There were like a couple of really old movies that it didn't occur to me were as old as they were because I was a kid and you don't notice those things. Um, Like I love Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. (laughs) I did. I love Mary Poppins a lot. Yep. And uh, I loved uh, Rex Harrison's Dr. Doolittle. Interesting.
1: Was there a lot of uh, crossover cartoon to real life in Dr. Doolittle? I feel no, like the other two, there were. There
0: was no cartoon. No. It was just, I think they were just like real life. It was kind of like Babe. They're like real animals that are like oh, not okay. convincingly, convincingly talking. Right. In fact, I'm not even sure they do talk. I think he just talks to them. And he understands them. Oh, but I'm not that's sure. awful. They, I'm not
1: sure they speak English. Well, it's way less entertaining. It just seems like a lonely man talking to animals. I think that does happen. And maybe you're wondering through the movie, is he crazy?
0: And there's something towards the end where they're like stranded on a desert island and they what? don't know where to go. So he like talks to a a great blue whale, and the whale pushes the island back to England <laughs> or wherever he was from.
1: Doesn't it seem like he could maybe just ride the whale rather than have the whale push an
0: entire island? If you could talk to whales, you could ask that question. That's right. But you can't.
1: Or Mr. Norwal. Right. Bye, buddy.
0: <laughs> really good almost April reference, Matt. You want to get into shows? <laughs> yeah. <That's laughs> Alright, it's, it's up to I'm you up. which one you want to do.
1: Oh, which one do I want to do? Um, honestly, they're both pretty easy. About, they
0: should be both pretty easy, I think.
1: I think I'm going to go with
0: Barry, okay, definitely a little more story in Barry. Yeah, even though they're both short. Yeah. Okay. Recap the new uh, the new pilot for Bill Hader's HBO show called Barry. You have thirty seconds starting in three, two, one,
1: go. Bill Hader plays Barry, a former uh, Marine who turns into a hitman, kind of a small-time hitman who works for his one of his dad's friends uh, who sets him up with these things. He sets him up with a hit in L.A. where he's supposed to go to an improv center and kill... Well, he's supposed to kill like a, a potential actor um, for these Russian dudes. Uh, doesn't do it, figures out he loves improv. The Russian dudes actually... Have already killed the guy he's supposed to kill. He kills the Russians and becomes an actor. Yeah. Or, like rejoins the talks
0: to, to Henry Winkler, who was awesome in it. Henry Winkler, I've never seen him play an asshole before. Yeah. And he went back and forth but a couple he of an times. Is asshole? Like, well, I don't think he is. I mean, he's not the asshole he appeared to be in his first scene where he's really berating that actor. Yeah. Like, which
1: which they managed to do that kind of tastefully. Yep, like, you know, where where he's like, now use that energy. And like, <laughs> it, they actually did like did a good job of the kind of a cliched scene of being like, hey,
0: there you go. I got you. Definitely. Now use that. It was very convincing. And and but even after that, he still is something of an asshole. Yeah. He's like very high on himself.
1: Right. He wrote his own book. He drives like a big Denali or Navigator right. or something. Yeah. And so the
0: idea is he is this like fancy pants acting coach where mm-hmm. all of these amateur actors trying to get jobs are working on their craft. Yeah. Barry kind of catches the bug. As soon as he's up there on stage and gets applause, which is not even his applause. It's not his applause. He's he, just up, up on the stage while there is applause. He gets addicted right away, yep. which is very compelling. And what I really loved uh, at the end... When he just like just for whatever reason decides he's gonna open up to Henry Winkler and tell him the truth about totally. his about his real dark side. It was just an in the moment, I'm gonna it unleash just here. Tells him everything about his his killer past. Yep. Uh, beautifully performed monologue by Bill Hader.
1: Yeah. Great acting. Yeah. I I was gonna say I was. I was surprised at the end of the episode, and I think the main reason I was surprised was because I didn't laugh a whole lot. Right. It wasn't... It was more kind of a cool idea for a show... It's a dark comedy, for sure. ...than, like, a hilarious comedy. There was funny things that happened in it.
0: It's not the show you expect from Bill Hader in that he's always done, like, like, bro comedy... Yeah. ...and, like, really large characters, whereas this is acting. But again, I felt it less... Less dark. Yeah.
1: And... And almost kind of like just a cool show that wasn't necessarily full on comedy, but like I just really enjoyed watching.
0: it. I mean, you see a couple of people with bullet holes in their head, but that's it's not like I wasn't really sure what to expect because some of the interviews, some of the press was like, "Be warned, this is darker and grittier than you might expect." And I was like, "Oh shit, I hope they don't like Man, cut people's heads off." And stuff.
1: I love the scene where he's about to kill the the Russian guy. And he goes, "They're the Chechen guys, or the Chechen yeah. guys, yeah." Don't pull that gun on me, man. Man, I don't know. pull that. Like, he just plays He's, it so cool. So cool. And he, and he ends up killing all of them and being upset that it all went so sideways. Yeah. And just walks into a cafe, orders a coffee from Melissa Villasenor. And... Yeah,
0: I was pleased they didn't have her do impressions, by the way. Yeah. Just like a but real acting nice. job. That was kind of cool. So just being like, oh, I'm an actor. <laughs> Were you kind of sad about uh, about them killing
1: uh, Adam? Adam? I wasn't sad because I thought there was no other way than for Bill Hader to kill this guy. And I thought it would have been weird if he backed off in and the moment. Friends with him. So I was happy that,
0: that they kind of eliminated that potential element. But now he's got a problem because it's going to be in the news that this, is his name Adam? Was that his name?
1: Yes, that this
0: guy Adam turns up dead with a bullet hole in the front seat of his car, and he's already told Henry Winkler he's a a private contract assassin, which Henry Winkler didn't That's believe. True. But he might find it kind of curious now.
1: That's true. I didn't really worry about that at all, but that is a good point to bring up. Hmm. I don't know, but I still kind of think he'll be oblivious to it. Like there's he he seemed there's no way that that could have actually been true.
0: But he implied that it was an improv. Right, yeah. So it could be based on truth, which of course it is. Mm -hmm. Did you notice them say Ontario Airport?
1: Yeah, I found that was funny. Like, we don't want to say we're in Ontario because people aren't going to get it as much.
0: Yeah, but people know what Toronto is. Toronto is one of the biggest international airports in North America.
1: Yeah, maybe it was just because, like, It it could have easily been in Ontario at that point. Right, Right. So I was like, we gotta go all the way up to... Uh, I don't know. What'd you think of
0: that uh, yeah. actress? I think her name's Sarah Goldberg, who plays like the main buddy he's going to be a pals with. Yeah, she was good. She was like really wild.
1: Yeah. And and I found it funny too that uh Darcy Carden was in it and had such a small role.
0: Oh yeah, Janet. Janet. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think it was before maybe before Janet kind of took off or maybe just right right at the same time.
0: Maybe this has been in development for a really long time. Again, right. like another thing I've heard Bill talk about on Stern for a few years and yeah. until the trailers came out a while back, I kind of thought maybe the project was dead. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and I uh
1: and the, the fact that they got uh you know Rip Torn for that
0: part is like pretty solid. It's not Rip Torn, it's uh uh Stephen Root. Stephen Root. Stephen Root was in like Office Space and he yeah. play, he plays the blind guy from Get Out. Oh, right, and Rip Torn's the guy from Dodgeball. Does it make sense Yeah, that Rip Torn was in uh Larry Sanders. It's fair that you confuse them. They do look similar, although they're probably about 20 years difference in age. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. Anyway, I thought he was really good in it. He was good. Actually, I saw he was good. I actually saw he was at one point a guest star in Roseanne. Oh, God. <laughs> there was a lot of big guest stars in Roseanne.
0: I'm sure you're right.
1: George Clooney and Bill Maher included.
0: Why is Barry's uh, apartment such a dump if he makes a good money as an assassin? I think it's because he's not motivated. He's in it's like... To, to illustrate his shitty unhappiness. I guess. Yeah. But he, he has a, a Metallica place.
1: poster above his bed. Yeah, he does. Like, that's just a choice you don't need to make, <laughs> but he went for it. That's very true.
0: Yeah. Why don't the Chechenian guys have their own private killers? Like, if they're this scary and serious, why do they contract some, like, small potatoes hitman?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also why did they? Well, why is he renting like the worst car in the world? Like I, I really thought he it was gonna be like a little more James Bondy, but he's yeah. still in like a Ford Tempo.
0: I guess just just play it cool. Yeah. The other thing about when when they killed uh, the guy, and they killed him because he was sleeping with one of their wives, right? Is that what yes. it was? Yes. Uh, there was like a blinking red light on his dashboard. Was that like a camera?
1: I think it was supposed to be a dash cam. Jen pointed that out too. Like, yeah.
0: Oh, dash cam. So might that have might have spotted hater. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, that would be kind of interesting. Uh, You know what I liked? And I wanted to mention, because I know I'm a little nitpicky about titles on this show. I like this show a lot, Mm -hmm. but Barry sucks. It's a terrible name for the show. Yeah. It's pointless. Mm -hmm. Uh, What would you call it? Even calling it Barry Block would be better, because it just gives a little more character. Right. Uh, But I found it interesting, because the title of Henry Winkler's character's book is Hit Your Mark and Say Your Lines. And that's so funny. Yeah like it's because there is a mark in the show that's it it's a double entendre that's mark is their word for your your target when you're going to hit somebody that's right so i thought that was hilarious but also just in general it's a funny title for a a book about acting hit your mark and say your lines yeah and the show itself has like hit your mark and say your lines would be a name for the show hit your mark and say your lines that would be a great idea it's long would
1: hit your mark work yeah or even the mark your mark the uh, mark
0: and then his name is mark
1: <laughs> yeah uh,
0: mark don't we love when that rather happens. than Barry they just call it mark uh you definitely want to give this this show your s. yes yeah oh it was so good so much fun it was great I can't wait for the second episode fully in my favorite line was do you think Meryl Streep and Kaylee Cuoco became stars because they're the best <laughs> yeah
1: yeah that was such a throwaway laugh yeah with Kaylee Kaylee Cuoco in the same... Well, they were, they were giving a lot of cred to kind of like stupid movie, Even like, oh, what should your... Uh, what should your... your monologue? Monologue. Do? Yeah. I feel like that's why I could never be interested in acting because I'd be so annoyed with thoughts that people had.
0: Oh, I know. I know. I can only imagine... I have friends who are actors and I can only imagine the bullshit they have to take from people who who expect to be taken seriously. Right. Well,
1: and, and I find it's... Don't you think it, it would either be one side or completely the other like you're either saying i'm gonna do a monologue from fight club or i'm going to do a monologue from like super bad no just like a a super deep like theatrical like a, a play
0: yeah well, they're all doing film monologues in this film. class. Like like the the guy Adam, his is from True Romance. It's yeah. the Gary Oldman True Which Romance. is so weird. It's just so bizarre. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. such
0: a weird part too. If I had to put you I won't, but if I had to put you on the spot to do like a movie monologue, mm-hmm. what what would you pull out? God, uh I would be
1: um Morpheus in the Matrix. You could do Morpheus? I yeah. <laughs> nah, cool. I don't know, I was just the first movie that I thought of,
0: I could probably do a little Marty McFly. The problem with Back to the Future is all those lines in that movie are really short and ping pongy. Right, he very, doesn't really have a monologue. There's very little monologuing. Yeah, yeah. You could do Johnny B. Good. I could just sing Johnny Be Good" <laughs> in someone else's voice who's not Michael J. Fox's.
1: And then you're like looking at your hand halfway through to see if <laughs> that's it's That's Earth Angel. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay.
0: Right. I could do a really good Marvin uh, Marvin Barry
1: in The Starlighters. Marvin Barry, I feel, is one of the most recognizable parts of that entire movie. Oh, it's classic.
0: Yeah. yeah, That's an important scene in film. <laughs> I know. I definitely give my ass to Barry. Definitely watch Bill Hader's new show, Barry. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Marvin Barry. And Marvin Barry in The Starlighters <laughs> yeah. also
1: and the starlighters that's
0: right (laughs) Uh, okay i better recap the first episode of roseanne Roseanne.
1: all right i'm getting i'm gonna go on go watch up and here comes in three two one
0: We pick up with the Connors family 20 years after we left them. Uh, Basically, everything's the same, right down to the throw on the back of the couch, and everybody's still obnoxious and yells at each other. Uh, But Sarah Gilbert's character with her two kids has moved back into her parents' house because she has lost her job. Also, the other sister, Becky, at 43, has decided to be the surrogate uh, mother for other (laughs) Becky. And... uh, they they drink too much, and Roseanne voted for Trump, and so she and Laurie Metcalf hate each other. Yeah. Fair?
1: Yeah. That's pretty much it. I would say it's centered maybe a little more around Roseanne and Laurie Metcalf.
0: Yeah. And by the way, can we just say a couple of Oscar-nominated people in this show, Yes. in John Goodman and Laurie Metcalf, yes. as recently as a month ago. Yeah. And Sarah Gilbert does an okay performance herself. Totally. Uh, she probably won the episode, in fact uh and they still decided to be in this show. <laughs> they I still agreed to be in uh
1: isn't it like I didn't I just kind of forgot what the whole show was about. Did you watch I, it a lot? No. Neither I either. but it was on like TBS it was, like in the in the time where it was like Seinfeld and um Roseanne and like one other show yeah. I forget what it was but they were would always just play around like just after dinner like married with
0: children yeah. It's kind of another show like it
1: they did yeah they did it with that show at one point but I feel like that died off really quick yeah but Roseanne had a bit of a, a life where it was on for like six years on eight or TBS. nine years I think sorry yeah. but just on like repeats oh I see yeah yeah um and yeah it gave me the same feeling that I had then which is like why am I kind of watching this This like struggling family yell at each other.
0: Well, I think that's the saving grace of the show. I think that's the only redeeming quality of the show Yeah, is that you might argue it's satirical and it's trying to illustrate the struggle of the average middle American family Uh and their uh, forgottenness. But in, in like in that they're not glamorous, they're not L.A., they're not New York, they're typical, and as such, I get they that. maybe voted for Trump because I they didn't know t- what I else to totally do. Totally
1: get that, and I know that people were in that position, and I know that Roseanne is actually a crazy like right wing kind of nut.
0: Um, I don't even know if you would call her that. I think she's just crazy and anti-establishment. I, I don't. Have you seen some of the tweets from her? Yeah, I know she voted for Trump, but like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think that. Voting for Trump makes you right wing. I think it makes you an anarchist.
1: Yeah, maybe, but I think she always. I don't think she ever voted for a Democrat.
0: No, probably not.
1: I don't think she ever voted for an independent. Yeah, I don't know. I think she's. She like, ran
0: for president herself once,
1: for a second. Yeah. God, what a good run. But <laughs>
0: but um but people we're eager to do this show. It was Sarah Gilbert's idea. She's like, I'm going to get the family back together. We're going to redo Roseanne. Everyone was on board. Yeah. And I know that like, it's, I said to Becky earlier, like if you're going to do a show that represents, it's kind of like all in the family, right? The represents like the, the lost middle American family, sure, the average yeah. uh, militant American. Mm-hmm. And you're going to satirize that. That works in previous eras. I don't know if it works now because more than ever, Uh, members of opposite parties want each other dead and like in a very real way. So it's almost like these fights you're having with your family at Thanksgiving aren't funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and everybody's a cartoon. Laurie Metcalf wearing a nasty woman shirt and a pussy hat. Yeah. Like, give me a break. I was surprised they used the term pussy hat on it. Yeah. Anderson Cooper said it. They can say it on, on ABC, on Roseanne. (laughs) Um, that live studio audience was the most responsive audience I've ever heard,
1: yeah they they edit that afterwards
0: yeah, I know they too. boost it up I, th- I think Roseanne, but, I think honestly she might be the worst actor I've ever seen. I yeah. think that might be the worst acting I've ever seen
1: yeah, I mean, I just don't like anything about the show. Nope. I don't like a single thing
0: no, but you know what uh we're we're the minority
1: what? early on, early on, I found it kind of okay like the jokes weren't awful there were a couple of okay jokes. I just thought it was like it was watchable but it didn't like i
0: don't know just makes me feel kind of like like what about like john goodman's uh, issue with the gay grandson yeah like it's not that's not satire that's just homophobia it doesn't it doesn't translate as like oh that's what people are like it's just sad it's sad
1: because that is what people are like
0: i guess and i think that's what
1: like makes me sad about the show in general And also, just the fact that, like, you ever go to a, like, a, in like elementary school, you go to a friend's house and you're kind of like, oh man, like, this is their house. Yep. (laughs) That's kind of what I feel like in watching the show.
0: Oh, I know. Like, you remember being a kid and going to someone's house and the family would fight? And you're like, yeah. And you're like, are you are you on your good behavior because I'm here? Yeah, and they're like fighting in front of you. Yeah, because like either you're behaving how you normally act yeah. when company's over mm-hmm. or you're being well-behaved and yeah. it's actually worse than this. Yes. Like I remember having those feelings with totally. girls I had dated. I remember oh, like, really? Oh, yeah, I'd be over at their house and be like, what, the like, fuck? what is happening? Yeah. Like, Shut up, mom. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I come from a fairly idyllic, clean little Leave it to Beaver family. Sure. And we remain that way yeah so I, it's easy for me to forget that like there is dysfunction all over mm. uh and it's important that tv represents that i just don't think that this show
1: i just find that other shows do it this shows always bugged me in the way that it does it and other shows don't yeah like, i see dysfunction a lot of times in a lot of different shows but for some reason i don't know what it is about roseanne just gets me like well she's bad
0: is what it is you don't like her or trust
1: her (laughs) and i wouldn't maybe it's the fact that i wouldn't like her or trust her as a mom i think she wasn't ready to be a mom exactly (laughs) and she became a mom
0: so i saw an article today uh kind of like postulating that maybe roseanne would be considered for emmys which is by the way fucking ludicrous after one episode they're like boy is it gonna get nominated for best new comedy series and you know what it is going to get nominated for best new comedy series for the same reason Will and Grace did. I found it crazy the amount
1: of people that were like posting on social media about like so happy that Roseanne's back, and it was like comedians on on the set, so happy Roseanne's back. I and what is happening?
0: Like Norm Macdonald wrote on this show, really. Whitney Cummings is the executive producer. Mm-hmm. Like what's happening here? Like, Wanda know. Sykes was on the, on the writing staff. Yeah. Like honestly, funny people wrote this show. Yeah.
1: Don't know what to tell
0: you. About. But I'm telling you, we're in the minority. People are like excited about it. I think nostalgia is the only thing that's driving it. Yeah. I think that like if this was a new pilot and you brought it to upfronts, they'd be like, get the fuck out of here.
1: The other thing that drove me crazy was did you read through the entire history of the show on Wikipedia? Because no. I did that. No. And it was really like it was just so much and maybe it's supposed to be realistic, but it was so much like then they start this company. Then that fails. <laughs> then, they
0: have, yeah. then the
1: daughter gets pregnant. Then like Roseanne gets pregnant. I'm like, oh my god! Is she really? What is happening? Yeah. Well, like
0: you know at the Roseanne, end of the, series, late in the show,
1: has a baby, and that they mentioned that around the table. Jerry, where's Jerry? Because he was like a toddler oh, yeah. at the time. I was like oh, I don't know. He's out in a fishing boat. Somewhere. I hate
0: that. I, I hate when they're just like, let's just graze over the stuff we don't want to deal with. Yeah. Which is to say the fact that Dan dies at the end of Roseanne. Right. He died. And they're like, so they make some quick, stupid oh, little joke at the very beginning. where he wakes up with a CPAP machine, and he's like, what is people? Why do people always think I'm dead?" They did the same goddamn thing on Will and Grace when they yeah. just made Grace not married anymore. Granted, that's easier, yeah, but it does kind of ruin the whole ending of the show. It
1: also said, I think in season nine that they won the like state lottery yeah. for one hundred eight million dollars, yeah, and then they just totally backtracked on that. Did did they make a joke about that?
0: I don't know. Another example is both Sarah Chalk and Alicia uh, Gorenson. Garenson. that I think is the craziest. <laughs> see, I didn't know. I didn't know when I watched it that they both played Becky on the show.
1: They both played Becky, and one of them ends up playing Becky. And the one who replaced Becky in the original series ends up playing a, mother uh, a woman who wants to have becky as
0: the surrogate mother for yeah. her child So they made a new character for this woman who already played becky in the show and they made this Ugh. cheap joke that's like it's like looking in a mirror yeah we, we could be the same person right and stop stop winking and stop also winking. she's 43 years old yeah yeah she's gonna be a sur- surrogate mom she's 43 years old right i don't think they did
1: that i think they did that because they thought it was the most interesting storyline i don't I think they would have done it regardless of how old she was. I think they just had to address that she's clearly 43 years old.
0: Yeah, I guess. (sighs) It was a tremendous bummer. It really was. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's what I felt after what... And then after reading the
1: entire history of the show, again, this person dies. Mm -hmm. This person gets pregnant. This person, they fight. There's I'm an okay. abusive guy at one point. I'm
0: okay with a sitcom that has some like really heavy moments. I really am. You know what? But they just rode over
1: them. I'm kind of like I think that's another thing. They try to like hammer home certain morals. Yeah. In the show, like it almost tries to like leave you with a lesson, where then you had shows like Seinfeld and even Friends for the most part, where you could get through 20 minutes and nothing really happens.
0: Right, but maybe there's a lesson that's in there less. Like more subtly, like it's not being spoon fed, because it is on Roseanne. Yeah, it's like they hug it out at the end, and they're like, "I've learned that we have to accept each other."
1: But in Seinfeld, there's literally there's nothing. They're like, "We're just gonna do twenty minutes of comedy, right?" Around like a tightly knit story, but we're not gonna try to like preach to you at the end
0: of it, right? But a show, it's not wrong for wanting to have morals. But I guess, but they're very obvious. It was that was my other problem with the writing is it was so expository. Yeah. Especially oh that must episode. be that must be uh Darlene who's upstairs with the kids cuz she lives with us now. That was
1: very quick. I n- I did <laughs> notice that. And I don't mind like I I love the kids but man, I wish I had my privacy. Yeah. Um the uh one of the the young daughters, I think her name was Harris? Yeah, that's what I heard too. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's from Shameless. Okay. It's actually kind of funny cuz she's Again, huge step down. Yeah. In quality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's gonna get. Yeah, and the fact the fact that there had to be like a, a, like there was like a black granddaughter, I guess, and there was like a trans grandson. I think the kid was just gay. You think he's just gay? I
0: think. Yeah. It it was. was It was. It was like. Yeah, it was so pointless to me. And I think also because I never really watched the show before, Mm -hmm. it has to be limited now only to people who will watch it for nostalgia's sake, and that's a pretty streamlined audience you're going for on network TV.
1: Yeah, thirty years ago it started. It didn't actually start I thought I told you today at one point that this was the yesterday was the start date thirty
0: years ago. uh, And that wasn't true. Not the case. But it started all that time ago. Yeah. God, it's just so loud and obnoxious and pointless. It's pointless. It That's my biggest charge. Yeah, I agree with do that. Do you give it your ass? No. <laughs> <laughs> but sure. you do, so let's move on. No! Uh, Terrible show. Yeah. Terrible. But watch Barry. Barry's so good. Barry all right, do you want Louisiana. to do a couple of trivia questions? Sure. So I feel like we're not going to... Okay, how much, how
1: much time do we have left before we or get We're like to
0: almost it? at an hour. Oh, okay.
1: Why? I just didn't know how... I didn't know if it was like, all right, we've got... 20 minutes. You gonna... know what? Rather
0: than trivia questions, I have a rant I want to do. All right. <clears throat> because All right. this this relates back to Barry where at the end he goes into the diner and he orders a herbal tea from Melissa Villasenor. Sure. And Becky points out that it often ha- occurs on American TV shows that people will just order a herbal tea, which is... Very confusing. <laughs> that's right. Like that's, that's like ordering a sandwich. Like there's a, a herbal tea is like a broad spectrum of things that could possibly be. Mm-hmm. So I've recently started drinking peppermint tea, mm-hmm. like constantly, like it's my blood. I had okay. the flu about a month ago and I had a lot of peppermint tea cause it made me feel better. Great. And then just ever since I've been like, I can, I can drink peppermint tea when I'm not sick. Uh, And so I find I'm drinking less coffee when I drink peppermint tea. It just makes me feel fresh, zero calories. It's satisfying. It's comforting. So I drink a lot of peppermint tea and on my way to work, I'll go through the drive-through and order a peppermint tea. And probably like 80% of the time they'll ask me, do you want anything in your peppermint tea? And this drives me through the roof for two different reasons. One, If I wanted something in my tea, it would have been part of my order. People don't come through and say, I'll have one coffee, please. They say, I'll have a coffee, two milk. Is that fair? That's fair. More importantly, you don't put additives in herbal tea. (laughs) You don't.
1: Have you ever said this to them?
0: No, but I've I've gotten increasingly snippy depending on my mood. So sometimes (laughs) they'll say... They'll say, do you want anything in your herbal tea? Want anything in your mint tea? And I'll say, of course not. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> I've said that a couple of times. Or I'll just try, try and infuse it with enough niceness that it just <laughs> sounds like I'm silly. Like, Or else I'll just go, no. Sometimes I'll do that. Do you ever feel like you gotta read up on what herbal tea is well it's just do they ever have somebody go through the drive-thru and get a herbal tea with with milk in it that's I bizarre bet they do they probably do they'd probably get somebody from enfield who's like i'll have a mint tea <laughs> double, God, double you're being so reductive <laughs> <laughs> it's true Tim Hortons and people from enfield
2: yes <laughs> you
0: get some of those enfielders coming through yeah. well
1: is there anything else you want to
0: get off your chest <laughs> To be fair yeah when they put a b on the top of the cup for black because i didn't want anything in my herbal tea and it's distinctly not black not it's like black translucent tea. green you think they should put p on it it's not cough coffee. coffee they should put a c on it for correct you ordered it correctly <laughs>
1: right that would be confusing at all <laughs> correct sweet or an h for herbal
0: if, no a p because for peppermint p is peppermint okay. yeah herbal tea is vague
1: that's right that's but so is
0: coffee. Coffee, yeah, lot, exactly. Coffee, right? But you do put additives in coffee, or a lot of people do. That's right. It's part of the tradition of coffee that you put milk or cream or sugar or sweetener of some kind, something, and it's inside the blackness. I can't match your enthusiasm on this. All right, that's fine. So- <laughs> i'm sorry it's you don't have to match but you just have to be there and hear me when I'm, I'm complaining i'm all ears baby i know i know you've always been a pretty supportive friend <laughs> yeah and i am right now too yeah.
1: i i do agree with you do you really i do you know you don't no i really do because i've 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 never gotten i i totally agree if you're getting herbal tea you're not supposed to put milk or sugar or splenda or anything at the whole point is you're just supposed to consume that
0: alone Every now and then they'll not ask me if I want anything in my herbal tea uh-huh. and that person's my new best friend. I'm like, oh, you're good at your job. You should well, stay. You should, rather than talking
1: down to the people that are <laughs> offering it to you, you should be talking up to the people that aren't offering it. Right. To you. I should be helping them grow. Like, thank you. Cause you know what? Sometimes I come through and yada yada and then maybe they'll pass that on like, oh yeah, I guess that is a good point. Hey guys! The guy, oh, you got that asshole that's guy, really weird the about guy in the Toyota Matrix. You got to make sure that you just give him a plane and write C on the top for correct.
0: <laughs> He'll know what it means. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Otherwise, he's gonna throw it in your face. I'm telling you through Melissa's face last. I've time.
0: never openly told people they were wrong about their about their tea standards. To be fair, now you just took a sip and spit it out. What Cheers actor went on to star in Frasier? (laughs) Kelsey Grammer. (laughs) I'm pretty sure we know the answer to that one. Yeah, I went through like 18 cards while we were talking. Were they all Cheers? Trying to find one that was a suitable question. No, it's like, how many seasons did Father of the Bride last? Uh, What city was the setting for Three's Company? Do you know that? Uh, San Diego. All right. Uh, Santa Monica. Ah, damn it. It It's close. Uh, Do you have any Will Smith stories? Uh
1: This was a bit of a shit show. I apologize. No, that's okay.
0: I mean, <laughs> man, I've been on a roller
1: coaster. Yeah. Uh came in came in hot. What did we start talking
0: about originally? We ended on tea. We're talking about uh inventions and starting a business. Cloning cloning your animals. Five guys burgers and fries coming to Dartmouth. Be- Becky, Becky made a cameo.
1: Becky made a couple cameos. Yeah. Um I would say I, I don't know that I have a Will Smith. I did reference his song "Switch," which I think we realized
0: peaked yeah. top at uh, 28. Yeah, we were in a meeting this week, and Slaney made a "Switch" by Will Smith reference. Yeah, and I was the only one who was with you. Yes, I was the only one who knew that song.
1: Yes, oddly enough, we talk about Will Smith <laughs> at least once a week. Yep, yeah. and because he's so embedded in our memory. That's why you should never trust Will Smith. He's infiltrated our brains. He's He gets us better than we get ourselves.
0: Never trust Will Smith. Never trust Will Smith. <laughs>